Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest on Bent Notes has been described by Paul Grabowski as one of the most exciting of the emerging generation in contemporary Australian jazz. Cheryl Durampisical is the tenor saxophonist and composer that Paul was referring to. Cheryl's been the take note leader for this year's Melbourne International Jazz Festival, which includes visiting schools and a commission to compose a brand new work for debut at this year's festival. It is my pleasure to welcome back to Bent Notch, Cheryl Durampisical. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, how's it going, David? Very, very well indeed. The Take Note program is designed to address the underrepresentation of women and gender diverse musicians in jazz by celebrating and promoting women and gender diverse leaders on stage and in high schools across Victoria. That's part of your program. Do you feel that this objective has been achieved in your work in the program this year? Yeah, I think it has. I mean, they've certainly helped with elevating my platform, which is really helpful. But I uh, I also have a pretty strong passion for elevating voices that aren't heard very often. The band that you'll hear is a pretty diverse bunch of people that I guess don't often get seen as much as maybe some other names uh, that you might see in jazz guides around Melbourne. Which is good to see different names because it gets us thinking about the fact that there are more people out and about. Yeah, my personal belief is that diversity breeds a stronger community and more interesting music. It must do, it has to. When you were out and about amongst the students in the schools, were you able to see any of the positivity coming out from the female and gender diverse music students simply because they were seeing you and hearing you? Look, I'd hope so. I certainly know that my own experience growing up, not necessarily seeing that many females did impact the way that I was able to view myself. But I do know that whenever I was able to see a female role model or have a female role model, it it made a great impact on me. So I hope, I hope that it's had the same had the same effect on them. What so far from your take note activities this year is the enduring memory that you will take with you? My goodness. I mean, the, the, the work itself is incredibly meaningful to me. I feel very privileged to have had the opportunity to have this work funded by the Melbourne International Jazz Festival. So just composing the work itself, because it's a deeply personal work that delves into personal traumas and loss, has been incredible, a really incredible experience. Yeah, working on that has, uh, you know, being given the opportunity to be working on it in a funded way and, you know, it almost, it's, it's bad to say, but it, it almost feels legitimizing as soon as you have the support of someone else. It's been, it's been wonderful. Has it been a bit of a cathetic process for you as well? Absolutely, absolutely. I think this was needed not uh, for myself, but I hope 
for other people as well. I don't think there's much music out there which really does dig through personal histories, kind of like this one does. So I, I hope it is, yeah, it's, it has been cathartic for me, and I hope it will be also for others. With just under a week to its debut, just next Friday night, has the work become what you had originally imagined it would become, or has it become something a little different to what you thought would be the outcome? It's pretty wild, actually. I Through this, I was looking through lots of diary entries and, and doing lots and lots of research into, I guess, my own history, which is it's a, it's a strange thing to be researching. I was looking through diary entries and looking through my musical journals, which I've kept since I was at university in 20, 2009. Some of the journals, I guess, showed the very first time I thought about writing this piece, which I think was in 2018 when I was doing my honours at BCA. Oh, right. In the notes, it said that I, I wanted four horns and that I wanted strings and then I wanted a choir. I didn't even remember that I'd written all of these things. <laughs> but what we'll be expecting is, yeah, two strings, two vocalists and four horns. So I guess even though I didn't know what it would sound like, I think that some kind of vision has begun to be realised. The band is sounding incredible. I mean, talking about the opportunities that this festival has given me, the, yep. the residency at Four Winds was invaluable to this whole experience. Being able to go away and continue writing and then have a bunch of the musicians come up and, and workshop for two day, uh, three days straight, is it doesn't happen. <laughs> we don't <laughs> rehearse like that. So the band is now sounding incredible and they've all put in so much work. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it's what I envisaged because I don't think I did envisage anything in, in, you know, musically, but conceptually I think it is everything that I was hoping for it to be. That is great to hear because sometimes these works can, I, I suppose, stress us so much that we end up with something that doesn't quite fit what we were in, anticipating. It sounds like you've done so much work years ago that it has engendered and got into your brain and stuck there somehow yeah yeah i and you know i'm i'm no stranger to writer's block i definitely have faced my own <laughs> um my own amount of writer's block in the past but yeah as you as you were saying i think this has just been percolating for such a long time that it started to kind of flow out as soon as the opportunity really presented itself have any of the members of the band also experience some cathartic aspect from playing this music? Gosh, I actually haven't asked that of them. I'm not sure. I certainly know that they all appreciate, you know, I think I think that I have a, fair, a, a, a very strong relationship with every member of the band and I trust them and I feel yep. safe around them. Safety is a really huge, a huge part of what I want to be creating culturally in yep. the bands that I work with. And so... I I need to feel that I can trust them and that they can trust me. And I think that not all band leaders necessarily go through the amount of thought in creating these spaces. So I think the band at least at least feels hopefully appreciative of, of that space, that it exists for them. And I hope they know how appreciative I am of them, that I can feel safe with them and trust them with such personal material. It is indeed uh, an important thing that uh, people feel trusting and in, in an environment such as a band where you've got groups of people working together so so closely, it's great to hear that you have that sense from the band. 
The Take Note initiative is supported by the Harry Keston Foundation, the Robert Saltzer Foundation, Melbourne Conservatorium of Music, University of Melbourne, Monash University, Four Winds Concerts Inc. and ABC Jazz. For more information, go to the industry tab at melbournejazz.com and also, of course, go to melbournejazz.com to have a look for the details for Friday night's program. Although I believe it's sold out, Cheryl. It has. Oh, my goodness. I was so surprised about that. And again, I feel so so privileged. I definitely wouldn't have been... Well, I don't think I would have been able to do this alone, certainly not in this amount of time. So, yeah, to be able to have so many people hear this work is it's blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing the work on Friday night with a packed audience, which will be fantastic to hear. And I have no doubt that as much as it's been a work of great energy for you, there may be some challenging aspects for those of us in the audience if the music hits those those sensitive spots. So it could be helpful to the audience as well. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> it kind of crossed my mind that it might be cute to put boxes of tissues around on each table. <laughs> Perhaps audiences can take that up um, and you know, bring a handkerchief along. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes open. <laughs> Cheryl, thank you so much for chatting with me about your Take Note role and the new work. My best wishes to you for a band full of enthusiasm and great musicianship. That's happening this Friday night at the Jazz Lab as part of this year's Melbourne International Jazz Festival. Thanks so much, David. Thanks for having me. My guest on Bent Notes has been saxophonist and composer Cheryl Duran Pissicle. You're listening to Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.